Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Then Dean can talk. I think we've, we're recording. We're, 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 we're recording. We're way past we're recording. Okay, yeah. oh, fine. But I think it's got the balance. There's nothing popping, is it? Yeah. Okay, fine. It's doing what it's doing. That's fine. Lee, can you talk? I can definitely talk. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> right, we're good. Fantastic. Well, I hope that fire is, it appears to be going. Oh, I think you're on fire. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, right, let's take the guard down. Lee is, for the benefits of the tape, Lee is letting his guard down. He doesn't know what he's in for. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. Let's get stuck in. Um, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. When the Wheel of Fortune spins on ancient game, chance begins. But who could know or guess the rules adrift upon the ship of fools? Hey, I like it. Mm. Yes. Fantastic. I was say, and we uh, we are joined this evening oh, by our uh, guest host, uh, Dean. Bang by unpopular demand. <laughs> <laughs> Following critters. <laughs> um, yeah. So this evening's main feature will be Funny Man. I know we said, oh, we're gonna not quite finalise what we're gonna cover. We're gonna potentially do one of three, and then we did none of them. Because Adam came over and we got drunk and decided to do this instead. Because funny man, yeah, I had to see it again. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we will have pre-warned you before this episode has gone up, so it's not completely unexpected. And Dean definitely hadn't seen this one. No. Oh no, but I enjoyed the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So has anybody been watching anything horror related recently that they would like to mention I've, everyone is staring at them i'm fully up to date on i've completed american horror story cult it's fucking brilliant it Watch is shit yeah i understand you are now up to date as well i am absolutely uh, i've really enjoyed it it's it, it's a, it started off as a slog for me because the main character was so thoroughly unlikable and detestable and everything i hate in humanity you, but but, by it, the way, for the benefits of the tape, you're talking about Sarah Paulson, not uh, yes. Evan Peters. Yeah, 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 no, Sarah Paulson. Right, okay. Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it totally and utterly loved the series. I'm so glad I stuck with it and didn't uh, didn't pussy out. Um, like, and it is funny. 
genuinely it, it, yeah. those first sort of like five or six episodes are just more of a general piss take I think that's the thing everyone, like, yeah. you have to yeah not take it seriously and be aware <laughs> that uh, despite the fact of your warning mm. I think I still um, and I would like to go back to a previous episode in which you said <laughs> Chris that I said oh what have we been watching and you said I've not watched any horror mm. I've been watching um, I have to edit this you said I've been watching The Good Place, yeah. um, and I've now started watching it, and mm. it is, um, you are right, it's fantastically good. Have you seen it then? I haven't, it's on my watch list. Oh, do it, do After I listened to another podcast of this, today, it's made me want to watch it more. Oh, do okay. go and see it, it's really good. We stuck it on, because I was like, oh, it's Ted Danson, mm. Chris said it was good, we'll try an episode. And I watched the first episode and went, it's a really good concept. Yeah, and then just got totally drawn into it and was just one over almost in. So where have you got to? Yeah, so oh, we're in a season I three, I think. Uh, season three? Do you mean episode three? Or you could be one one? No, no, sorry, yeah, halfway through episode two. Uh, th- <laughs> halfway through season two. Season, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's really good. Mm. The whole end of season one, beginning of season two, is such a massive shift. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, so there is more than one. Um, I thought this was a recent field. thing. It is, yeah. It's but semi-recent, they recent, but they've done it. It's not like the normal things where they do one no. season and then wait a year. They yeah. released the second season pretty quick afterwards. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. 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 Has, have they done the trolley problem yet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I love that, that was, that was a very novel way to to show that uh, problem. So re- <laughs> remind me again, what is the good place? Place. So basically, uh, a a woman wakes up and she's dead, and they say to her, "Look, only there is heaven and hell, but only like." five percent or something of people actually go to heaven because well, we add up all of your good things that you've done for your life uh-huh. minus yeah. the bad and not many people manage to get the points get the required yeah because yeah, it's so such a difficult the algorithm or the worst yeah. would go yeah. to either and yeah this woman has been put there by mistake ultimately but because she's been put there by mistake and she's really a shitbag she isn't going to tell anybody yeah, she so doesn't they don't know right oh, I see. and she's okay. trying to trick <laughs> yeah. everyone um oh yeah and it's and everything that she does that's bad causes such massive consequences to everybody involved and she still keeps doing it because she's a bad person <laughs> <laughs> I, I did wonder exactly how they were going to twist it I thought they did do it in a good way for season 2 it, yeah, yeah yeah, I did I, I thought it was it was really well done it mm. was it's so enjoyable to watch and, and I think Ted Danson is the perfect choice for for that uh, character yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's a really good show so so do watch it see I thought it sounds it sounds like the flip side of the radio series Old Harry's Game where it's it, basically everyone goes to hell um, but uh, a professor turns up in hell and him and Satan end up just having like this weird <laughs> relationship in terms of he is permanently optimistic and everything about humanity and Satan wants to prove to him no, mm. you know, humanity aren't worth saving and everything. Um, but at the start of it, it's we can't understand why the professor's been brought here because, you know, he's led a good life and everything and he's going, they're going through it all and then he went... 
and then Satan just goes, "Hang on, did, did, do you uh, do you believe in God?" Oh no, I'm an atheist. Ah, oh, no, that's no, no, it no. then. Yeah, <laughs> he really doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a it, it's a really good show. Um, I've also been watching, thanks to a fan of the show, Sarah. Um, she recently reminded me by watching the Blue Carbuncle um, from the original uh, Jeremy Brett BBC, not BBC, no, ITV, 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 yeah, yeah, of um, uh, yeah, Sherlock Holmes. So I've been re-watching all of those in the run-up um, to Christmas to pull back the curtain. It's still only December. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I'm I'm taking the opportunity because I'm going to uh, use the Blue Carbuncle as a Christmas episode to watch with Claire, so to introduce her to the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes, mostly because it's like, you know how you really liked Sherlock for two series? <laughs> yeah. Right. Imagine that we could go back and just watch the good version of Sherlock. All oh, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's what we're going Brett for. Is Absolutely unbelievable. Again, this is a, a back to the ghost stories for Christmas. This is another one that Adam bought uh, myself and Lady Jennifer as a box set as a Christmas gift, um, and we smashed through it in a couple of months. And it's a lot of episodes. Oh yeah, because it ran for like fifteen odd years. But Jeremy Brett is. Un- if anyone's a fan of Sherlock Holmes in any way and has never seen the Jeremy Brett Granada productions. Go and see him. Nobody will ever do him justice like Jeremy Brett. Yeah, he is. He's got the look. He's got the voice. He's got the obnoxious shitbag nastiness. He can be suave and he can be spiteful all yeah. in like one movement. Yeah, yeah he is a phenomenal actor, and he absolutely nails that character. And, and both Watsons are really good. Yes, like it's. Again, because they had that thing with Sherlock, where like the 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 modern day Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, where they were like, "Oh, everyone treats Watson really badly, and he's always seen as an idiot." And it's like, yeah, apart from you, really clearly ignoring the Jeremy Brett Holmes because Watson yeah. is great in them. Yeah, he's fantastic, um, and it, obviously we've had he's been on a couple of our Christmas episodes now, so. Mm. Um, yeah. Because he was in the Ghost Stories for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The, the the first because there's two Watsons over the series. Mm. Yeah, that's right. But that works out quite well because they do switch over roughly around the point of the final problem. Yes. So it kind of feels like it's got oh, that jarring, jolting. Yeah. So Watson kind of would have changed and altered after he believes that Holmes has been dead for three years or whatever it is. Absolutely. Mm. Right. So. Um, has anybody else got anything? Uh, before <coughs> I was going to say that I haven't been watching a lot of horror recently, but I have been replaying the game uh, The Evil Within because the sequel's coming out soon, and it's one of my favourite um, survival horror games. Ooh. It was, yeah. What is it, like a but, zombie um, thing? Or, um, oh, yeah, it's, it's very similar to... Silent Hill or Resident Evil, mm. the obvious survival horror games, only it's got a lot more of a John Carpenter feel to it. A lot of the monsters in it are more Cronenberg like, sort of these weird mix mutant half human things. Nice. Um, 
Um, Explain that. What is Cronenberg? Cronenberg, David Cronenberg. Okay. Um, because oh, you covered one film. What was it called? Recent film set in a hospital. The Void. The Void. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. It's yeah. very much right. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Void. The image of it. The mm. God, that's an amazing the, film. As the well. dirty is, look of yeah. the surroundings mm. as well. That it's that lived-in, nasty, yeah. dark, decaying. But, okay. It's one of the few sort of games I've ever played, survival horror games, that has moments and passages of calm where you mm. will be walking around doing nothing. Early Silent Hill, especially the first one, had yeah. it. you'd have to walk past the same thing three times before okay. it trigger yeah. the yeah, next it used video. To, yeah. You could yeah, get lost in it for hours in just one area. And the evil within has got exactly that again. Mm-hmm. That feeling of getting lost in a single small area and what? then all of a sudden discovering something tiny and different. That what platform are you playing it on? <laughs> I'm very poor, so I'm playing it on a PS3. But the second one's coming uh, has come out. But it's only on PS4, so I can't tell you anything about like that. Is there a PC edition of it, do you know? I believe there would be. I would have to check that out. But it is... You know what, how I feel about Silent Hill, another film that you covered. And it is one of my favourite games of all time. And I'm actually beginning to think that the evil within shits all over it. Oh, really? Right. Jesus. Right, well, there you go. So there is a... So anyone who's on uh, PlayStation 3... Or 4. It was based on 4. It was late on 3, so it is on 4. Uh, Adam has a cold. Yeah, for the um, benefits of the table, I do apologise for sniffs, snots, sneezes and shits. I won't be able oh, to oh, edit those out. Oh, I'm doing that. Yeah, right, <laughs> okay. I won't be able to edit those out because if they're across words, then uh, we're stuck with it. A bit like the crackle of the fire. Just um, Dean pointed out that we should probably let people know. Um, yeah, the crackle of the fire is not a sound effect we've added. Um, we are just having an open fire. What are you talking about? Everyone looks at, everyone's on the Instagram, they see it, you know, being made every time. Yeah, why aren't you on Instagram? (laughs) Yeah, crunk people. (laughs) Not only that, but also technically, it's lit. (laughs) I'm pretty lit. Yeah, there you go. So before we head into our main event, um, we are going to get this keg started. So for the season, we always drink copious amounts of beer while recording and pre-recording the show <laughs> you can probably tell um, but for this evening we have a keg of revolution lager which you brew in the keg at home um, which we've done for this evening so I will now tap this keg live on air <laughs> come on keg bitch let's do this and let's see what let's see you like. tap that keg this is a <laughs> beer that we have brewed over only three days so I can't guarantee what it is going to taste like um, right, for the benefits of the tape that, that is the release from the keg and not, not from, from me yeah no. <laughs> well well, this is this is this is just this is audio gold. Yeah, this is like <laughs> for anyone who's ever wondered what a balloon sounds like, slightly deflating <laughs> closely to a microphone. <laughs> right, so he pulls here while think, he taps his keg, and Dean chokes to death. <laughs> we could invest in some 
sound effects perhaps for next time. Yeah, make it sound yeah, more sure. I should have brought me that yeah. uh, On a previous episode, I did hear you open a bottle. Yes. Uh, take it, it was a uh, trampoline. Yes, yes, I think we did, yeah. 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 I thought that was a the fucking t- keg for a minute, it was in. For the benefits of the take, that was Lee tearing one out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, trying to, oh, there we go, right, so the pump is now open, <laughs> <laughs> and there goes the beer, the beer is oh, now man, flowing. That was a nice spurt. It's a little, <laughs> bit, it's a little bit lively, I'm not oh, going oh, to All I can say, is, does that come with a flake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, it's not my, f- it's just... Like, tip the glass. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's, now. that's looking I'm, good. I'm on it now, I'm on it. <laughs> like a bar skill, it's not a pump problem. Yeah, he, to- he told me that he trained Tom Cruise in cocktail. <laughs> and I'm beginning to suspect he didn't. No, he only trained him in the future of Scientology. Ah. Not in pouring a drink. He didn't tell you what he trained him in. Oh, that's yeah, true. Because yeah. Lee is actually... It's like... Uh, old Mother Hubbard. It's like Bruce Lee taught me card tricks. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a fucking waste of time. He was shit at them. Yeah, and there isn't a dragon in our deck of cards. No. Talking of cocktails, yeah. at the start of uh, Funny Man, they had cocktails. Did they? Didn't they? Did they? <laughs> I'm sure that was the very start. You were sober. A guy man. making a cocktail oh, behind a bar. Yes, was he just yeah. making a drink? Yeah, no, he looked, actually, yes. Well, he looked very cocktail esque. <laughs> <laughs> For the is benefits this, of the tape, are we doing a survival until the next episode? It looks like honey, Lee. Yeah, I know, it's not very clear. It, it is looks uh, pretty ropey. Um, I thought we would do. Um, yeah, I'm holding up to the light and I can't see it through it. Did no. Jennifer help you with the instructions? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, well, maybe she should. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I knew first. I've got to wait for it. Yeah, can we keep some aside for evidence later? Oh, this is really bad. It's pouring so slowly. It's like, alright, it's just the thickness of gravy. It's just not doing a There's lot. There's no... Wait there, stop. So what are you doing? Just give the barrel a shake. No. Get a bit of pressure in there. I don't there. want to get the... Oh, okay. I don't want to get the sediment going. You're about... Yeah, no, you do, because this is all sediment. This is pure gravy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, see, all he needs a little shake. Yeah, yeah, we just needed a shake, and now we're off and running. Oh, so we can't put all this back in, can right. we? Okay, let's, <laughs> let's see what's. <coughs> chin chin. It does look. Well, gentlemen, I can honestly say it looks mm. like phlegm. <laughs> oh, no, actually. No. It's alright. No, it's not too bad. It is, it's alright. It might take 20 minutes to pour a pint, but it tastes alright. I don't know what will. Dean is pouring Cronenberg, <laughs> also known as Nutty Numbers, into his, <laughs> into his current uh, swirl. What's Mr. Jolly Give it a minute. A, <laughs> uh, a flavour. It's alright, it's not terrible. It's yeah. not terrible, it's thick. That's, that's right. your review of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least this hasn't got um, Tom Cruise in Tom it. Cruise. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's why you had to shake it. Why oh. do you always come back to Tom Cruise? 
Right, so... Um, so, funny man. Funny man. Um, this is 1994. Mm. It's British. Mm. It, it absolutely feels it. Uh, <laughs> yes. it, it feels like a made-for-TV. So, just to go back, somebody on Instagram who I follow put a thing up saying... I'll put a like a clip trailer up of it, um, and I thought, oh, that looks like a really good horror movie, but there was no none of the speaking in it. So I went and downloaded the movie and watched it. Thought I didn't like it, but then the very next night had a strange urge to watch it again. So there's something <laughs> about it. So I thought I'll wait and I'll watch it with you, but and see what you'll make of it. It's the weirdest film I've possibly ever. Scene. It's it, it's been said. It's more comedy than horror. Definitely. But it's strangely entertaining. Yeah. It, but it's not like a spoof. Uh, it's not no, a spoof no, it's not at all. But it's very of its time. Yeah. It's got that nineties film. Even nineties of. I mean, I'd have been thirteen at the time, and the the children's programming at the time would have. Been filmed in a similar way. Yeah. Obviously, not the not in any way the similar storylines or anything like that. But the way it was filmed was very nostalgic for me for that for that reason. Yeah, the feel of it is yeah. that. Um, and other films like uh, the uh, yeah. So you so you said earlier as we finished that it reminded you of um, I bought a vampire motorcycle. Yeah. Um, which again is a similar, totally batshit. British comedy, comedy horror. horror, yeah. Of the yeah, ninety three, ninety four. The other one you mentioned was uh, is it Dream Demon Lee? We were trying to debate the with one with Timothy, Timothy Spall and yes, Jimmy Nail. Yes, and it starts off with the woman weird. getting married and she yes. punches the groom's head off, and there's just like a fountain of blood. Yeah, yeah, that is Dream Demon, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's very much in that uh, same sort of. The vibe, other one, yeah. Lair of the White Worm. Lair yes. of the White Worm. Yeah. The, it's very much of that era and ilk of these sort of early 90s, quite cheaply made, almost television-looking horror films in Britain that were well, this was actually the Br- ignored in a strange way. Well, this was the British film industry, mm. yeah. in essence. You know, this was but like just before Train Spotting happened. Yeah, so everyone fucking yeah, ignored it. Yeah, but then that's the thing is you didn't get so you didn't have like stuff like Danny Boyle doing stuff, and no. so. You didn't. It wasn't the Renaissance point, and literally the no. only thing that England was doing at the time was like Merchant Ivory, just costume drama, sort of, you know, all that kind of end of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and Actually, so sorry, another one that sprung to mind would be Gothic, but that's a little bit early. Yeah, I yeah. know oh, we Ken Russell. We discussed Actually, that earlier. Actually, so yeah. Whiteworm, Ken Russell, and yeah. I think yeah, Ken Russell. Oh, I mean, Ken Russell. Well, yeah, not only that, but also in, Ken Russell film. made films in his garage. Yeah. In the oh, end. really? Yeah. He basically, it was like, it's that thing, you know, where it's like, oh, I, oh, I used to, I used to be a director, or do you know what I mean? It's like you can't, you can't, you don't stop being a musician like with you, Dean. If you <laughs> no, if yeah. you weren't in a band or whatever like that, I know you would still be sitting at home playing and writing music. Yeah. yeah and similarly, like with Ken yeah. Russell, it's like. No one's giving him any funding. No one's giving it any money. No one wants to be involved. And it's like, well, fuck it. I'll do it in my garage with the neighbours and a camcorder. 
they, he did one. I'm, I'm not sure of the name of it or anything. Um, my dad had it on VHS, and I'm not quite sure why. I think it was cheap, possibly in an off-license. But <laughs> it was all shot on stage, and it was just a, a, a play. And at 13 years old, I want to watch the fucking play. But this the, film was surreal as shit. It's not the it's not the Salome one he did, like the yeah. I think honestly, I've got no idea. It's all blue and red lit. Yeah, and most things. And there was a little bit of an element of UV in it, which yeah, at the time would have been quite. Yeah, I can't think what that's called. But yeah, he did like a version of of, of Salome. Thingy was quite a lot like that as well. Um, I, I recently, going back to the, the stage show element, I went back and rewatched the Spanish language version of Dracula. Yeah. That came on the Blu-ray. Yeah, that's so much better. Mm-hmm. Have you not seen? It? So on the Universal, when they did the Universal Blu-ray releases of the uh, of the original Universal monsters. Um, it's got the Spanish language version of Dracula. We discussed it previously mm, yeah. on an episode. Um, it's shot so much better. The extra scenes and stuff in it are just phenomenal. They make it so much more of a film and so it's much more less dynamic. of a stage play that's oh. been filmed. But um, it's all on the same sets. Yeah. It's all on yeah. the Universal sets. So they, so, so they were saying, so the, the American team would shoot for 12 hours and when they wrapped the Spanish language team went in and they then shot for the next 12 hours so the, so the sets were in 24 hour years and the director for the Spanish version was so much better <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that they didn't have Bela Lugosi it would definitely have been the better and obviously the fact that it had to be subtitled um, but well, yeah I'd, it's I'd so much better a film it is really really good it's got to be better than the Spanish version of Star Wars, uh, where they refilmed. Yeah, and they do a lot of uh, Turkish films like that. Yeah, well, Turkish is another one, and they just—they've got the same background sounds and effects and everything, but the acting and the sets aren't there. Which is, let's face it, what makes what those great for? sci-fi films. That is pretty surreal. Yeah. Turkish or, or yeah, a lot of Eastern European countries we will just refilm films. Interesting. The Italians <laughs> tended to do sequels to stuff. Yeah. Like illegal sequels, so you get like Zombie Two, which has nothing to do with But Canon would the put money into doing oh, things yeah. quite similar as well. Yeah. Sequels to films that weren't quite legitimate. <laughs> well, I think to put to put Funny Man in context as well, from my point of view, because I I saw it when it was out on video, so it would have been about ninety five, I reckon. So, however many fucking years ago that is, and um, but I had, uh, yeah, yeah, but I had, um, I know I'm old. <laughs> In fact, you'll have to speak up. <laughs> but um, but more than anything, I remember the trailer because that was on a not-at-all-pirated-by-me VHS <laughs> copy of the film Shopping. But again, that was like 94. Mm. And I've it, never it, seen Shopping, and I sh- feel I should. I don't... It, you well, might, you've been in the room when it's been on. I've yeah. yeah. it is a poster it. in my bedroom. I don't yeah, know but, sh- no, but there was, it was on there, and it was that and Beyond Bedlam. Were like the trailers that were on there. <laughs> Beyond Bedlam's Beyond like Bedlam. A, is um, 
Liz Hurley is a psychiatrist, obviously, um, <laughs> who is doing. It's a bit like it's kind of like the cell. Okay. In that she's doing like drug trials, but the person she's using for the drug trial is Keith Allen, who is essentially Hannibal Lecter. He's like mm. a serial killer in a cell. Craig Fairbrass is in it. You know the guy we met from Devil's Playground? Yes. At Gorefest mm. a few years back? Yeah, he's in it as like a detective who whose wife was killed by Keith Allen. And Keith Allen, this drug enables Keith Allen to enter people's dreams and kill them. And this so, isn't a comedy. This is a no, no, this, no, is, no, this no. is deathly serious. Uh, wow. Well, I wouldn't say serious. I'd call it more softcore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah. It oh, is no, just a softcore porn film with bad acting. But I think it was, yeah, it was like an attempt. They, they obviously, the pitch meeting went like this. It's Silence of the Lambs meets Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Which actually takes but, us back to Funny Man, because I think... But with Elizabeth Hurley getting yeah. Marvel naked, and I think at that time, people put a lot of money into that. Yeah, Funny Man did feel a lot like somebody had watched the Nightmare on Elm Street and said... Mm. Let's put a different character and set it in a manor house in England. It had that like really strange. Let's take people and put them in a room and then suddenly take them into an alternate dimension. Yes, yeah, surreal, completely. Well, I liked the the Punch and Judy element of it as well. That the main villain of it was was basically Punch. Well, yeah. he's, a, he's a jester, those, he's Mr. He's Punch. He's a jester, but it was given a slightly more modern feel that he had, I'm, I'm, I'm not good with accents, so I will just that, say Northern that, England. That, that well, Yorkshire accent. Well, is it really Yorkshire? It's kind of Leeds. He does, well, mind you, he does Welsh accent in there as well, and just he, but it's got the character that, flips, yeah. It's almost got that feel of the 80s comedian that had by the 90s gone out of date by now I'm glad they're fucking gone but yeah that like the Bernard Banning sort yes, of element yes, yeah, like, sort of yeah. like oh well don't get many of the, too many of them to the pound yeah. and actually yeah. then it was exactly that humour all mm. the way through and he did play that character but he didn't look like that character no, he sounded no. like it it's, it was so out of place the vocal to the face yeah that it just it caught me off guard every time. And he looked like... Um, Dr. Walpurgis. I was going to say Dr. Walpurgis, mm. who we've mentioned many times before. I wonder if it was I wonder if it was like a similar makeup team or something. Well, I even went and... While we were watching it, I went and Googled to make sure it wasn't the, the oh, same guy. No, because, no, it's not. Because the makeup looked so completely similar. That's yeah. where all the budget went, though. I think he's on his makeup. And the explosions in that weird little village thing where they just blew the fuck yeah. out of everything. Well, in no, it. no, that that was right. It's November the fourth. Let's get down the shop now, by yeah. fireworks. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you pointed it out. They were mm, just shooting yeah. fireworks over it. Didn't it did look like but, it, and yeah. particularly yeah. one of them. Seemed like it was caught on him. Like yeah, he landed inside panicking. his club yeah. and he was yeah. trying to run away and drop it. <coughs> There's quite a lot going on there. Unless they, re- <laughs> they might have re-showed the same bit of footage, I suppose, slightly. I think they show a lot of fireworks. Yeah. I think the important thing to say is that this film got a cinema release. Oh, no. really? Yeah, this came oh, out at the cinema. Holy shit. But... 
it was so like yeah, nineteen ninety four. And but they, I've I'll, I'll read it a bit later because it's, I think it gives like an insight. But I found um, for the benefits of the tape, we're just setting fire to the room. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. It's fine. But um, yeah, I'll, uh, there's like this. There's a, a article because there's very little you can find online, and I think this goes back to my theory about um, there's like the crossover point of the early nineties where the internet comes in around about 98, 96, 98. And so loads of people go online and from that point, everything is documented. Mm. And then, but there's also people who are like, I love the Beatles, so I, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So everyone who liked older stuff, but then there's a weird gap around about sort of like 89 to 95 sort of thing, where there's just a whole level of pop culture that isn't online because no one who was going online brought it with them, mm, like yeah. their enthusiasm for it. And Terraville is the perfect oh, example. Yeah. Terraville, yeah. We used to watch a oh, TV God, show yeah. called Terraville that was fantastic. If you go and Google Terraville, you will not find it. No. There's no, no mention of it anywhere on the internet. But and it ran for, like, we watched a whole season or two seasons of that show. But two, two or three comedians did end up in other things, but unfortunately they were not the good comedians of that series. It was a sketch show, but um, two or three of them ended up in... Um, Dark Place. Dark Place yeah. and uh, Mighty Boosh. Oh, it, okay. They still exist now, and they're known yeah. for as character actors, but not... For know, those great They want to be Kevin Eldon's... The, the best part, the, the best part of it, um, uh, for us, was always at home with Depeche Mode. Yeah, and that there is no, that's not on YouTube. You can't no. find any episodes of it. There's nothing of it online at all. Um, the only thing that did carry on from that was Count Arthur Strong, who oh, later had a TV show. Yeah. But Count Arthur Strong years later though, but, it's yeah, about ten years it was later. A very long time. But Count Arthur Strong was already a figure. Oh, before. And, and they brought it into Terraville. Oh, right. So he oh. became the mayor of Terraville. But he had, I think he even by then had his own radio show. So, oh, okay. But even that, if you look up Count Arthur Strong on IMDb, there's no mention of Terraville. Because that was That's my so thought. Was this, oh, I wonder if I can go and find... And, and backtrack like, it from Backtrack there. it from there because there'll be a cast list. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We That's can't so even strange. go back to the channel because it only existed for three years. Yeah, UK Play. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of bands from that era as well that aren't really represented who's online. The fat guy who. Ultrasound. Won? Yep. Cheers. Yeah. A band. You can barely find anything yeah. about Shark them Boy. online. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And it yeah. all seems to be this Shark early 90s brilliant. period where just it didn't. It wasn't concurrent with the internet to be on the internet and it wasn't and enough it, that anyone's gone back yeah that that period in time is when vinyl dropped off yeah and cds took over and tapes were still relevant mm. but cds and tapes are things that were more expensive to produce so bands weren't releasing as many copies well, also, so you didn't have If he have wasn't to... released on vinyl, if he was released on vinyl in that time, all your vinyl is worth hundreds. Internet 
and but, downloads hadn't really kicked in. Well, because you didn't have you didn't have the a lot. Most people were on dial-up. You didn't have the ability. I mean, I remember what was it? Um, Smashing Pumpkins released an internet-only album like Cold about ninety-eight. It took me about a week. To download the fucking thing. Wow. I bet it, it wasn't worth it. Oh, it fucking wasn't. Um, Whiny bald man. <laughs> and dickheads like Flaming Lips who would release a album that you can only hear if you buy all four discs and play it on four different CD players simultaneously. Twice. That's why CD made people terrible. So, so that's right. back to the movie. So back to the movie. Chris, what did you make of Funny Man <laughs> with your first viewing? It's very odd. I didn't know how you'd get on with it, but you did seem to be laughing most of the way through. All right, well, I wrote down this thought just after it finished. It was like being hit in the face by a juggernaut full of mental. <laughs> <laughs> not, not entirely bad, but quite fantastic. And, uh, you know, but all over the place so I've written down a few I've got four thoughts that I could remember and there was a lot there's lots of details in it um, there were yeah so it was definitely a lot of thought went into into that so I put here crazy withered hand voodoo woman thank you Dean for teaching me something about a voodoo woman and it's called a withered hand did I get that right? oh yeah, yeah no withered hand is um, in voodoo used to uh curse or control another person mm. or in this case turn into some big sci-fi weapon that shoots out loads of fire almost video yeah. drone yeah and that actress actually comes from Braintree just not mm. 15 minutes down the road from here yes yeah. and you know yeah because that's Pauline Black from the selector yes what you know from, as in I'm most ready that's yeah that's Pauline Black okay so my <laughs> earlier comments are definitely wrong Dean I didn't realise it was her yeah. that's what I, I didn't want to tell I didn't want to say while we were watching it because I thought that would probably be your reaction right now yeah but no. yeah you could tell me when I didn't have a mouth for a beer but yeah my next one was there was Thelma from Scooby Doo yeah and at oh one my. point she got her brains blasted out and they sort of looked like a bird flying I thought it was just meant to be that her eyes and brains got Maybe, it might just have been my mind yeah. turning into some sort of bird. But, but she was a very comical. So, yeah, well, I thought maybe, yeah. It was a very... But again, I was trying to work out, was that a detail they added? And if so, it was odd, but, you know, good. But oh, either it way... It sounds like it probably was. Because okay. she was looking for the duck that holds it. Yeah, we'll have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, uh, I, I have just ordered it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Because I need to fucking... <laughs> you need to see it well, clear. Like I said, because there's so little about it online, mm. I found one fucking thing from The Independent. I'll read it later just so it gives you an indication. But literally, there's fuck all else you can find. And, like, bar the facts that are... Like, the, the who's in it that's mm. on IMDb. And, yeah, but the Blu-ray comes with a commentary by the director and the mm, funny man. That'd be good. And so I just want to know yeah. what the fuck was going on. Just to... Just to... Um, give credit where it's due um, yeah as you say this is a film that isn't very well represented online you don't hear a lot about it um, I, I mentioned earlier the reason I went and saw it was because someone put a sort of trailer up and a photograph of the DVD because they were going to watch it um, it's a it, yeah it's someone I follow on Instagram she was called Hockerty Punctus <laughs> um, but she recently changed her handle to Kensington Gore which I thought oh, was absolutely phenomenal. 
<laughs> so uh, shout out to Kensington Gore. Thank you for pointing all of us in the direction yeah. of this movie. Cause, Cheers, uh, Kensington Gore. Well done, Kensington Thank Gore. you very much, because I will be watching this again. <laughs> all right, I've got a third one here. Weird Punch and Judy. I think, again, Dean, you said yeah. something about that. It, it's It's got that Punch and Judy theme for well, it. Well, he's got that, look, because he's got that weird thing on his a back. A big old moon there. face and a hunchback. But and also, the actual Punch and Judy show with the guy, and they yeah. do some weird, messed up a version of, of them. A his head off and well, his that, hands, yeah. which was just... I went and punched his head through and he was brought into it from the the wrong sort of area. Yeah, the wrong angle. Like, that was terrifying Mm. in a strange way. It wasn't such a comedy film. He was looking vertically, but he was looking out through the box horizontally. That was the same for me. It's such a small detail. Mm. But I would find that weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a a misjudged reality, a broken reality, that you just suddenly... You pit like yeah. You poke your head through a door you don't expect to be looking mm. down at a staircase pointing up. Yeah, it's yeah that MC Escher mm. reality. Right, I got my last one here, which I think this is a business idea that we should do: psychedelic <laughs> wigs. Psychedelic wigs. <laughs> yeah, it's psychedelic <laughs> wigs, man. That each wig you put on has a different drug. I that, that to me was like <laughs> the best. <laughs> Fucking sketch <laughs> I have seen in years. <laughs> it, just for that alone. Yeah. That's just, especially. It's like a little wig in. What? It's like a little wig in. It's like a little wig. That is just like the weirdest night out, and you, yeah. you know, you can imagine. It's fucking. That's that's the thing. It's got that '94 rave culture thing pushed into it. Right? Through it. Like, there's only one other film that I've I've seen, it, and it was American, and it was called Coven, where the gore is all UV. Mm. So every I time a vampire that. or a, I think I think I showed it to you to be honest, <laughs> but I've still got it indoors, and it's it it's an indie film. Not pe- many people would have seen it, but it's called Coven, and it's really loosely based on like uh, the teen thing of lots of teens meet yeah. up and go to a haunted house on Halloween. And I'm going there, but it's the first one I've ever seen where all the gore is UV mm-hmm. with a black background, and That's, yeah, it like was sound, it was as close to that as I've seen. But that was a lot later than this. This was like 2000 possibly. See, I think this is what feeds into it though, because it's interesting, like you said about with rave culture Mm. and stuff like that. This, I think, is so fucking British that I don't know how well it translates. Yeah. Because it is so... Everything about it is just... Even just Mm. like this little, like, evening... You know, yeah, those sort yeah. of bits and everything. It's just really... Sort of well, this is our, our teens, all, mm, all four exactly, of us yeah. teens, really. And, like, the bloke in double denim and a British yeah. Bulldog T-shirt. Yeah, smoking, chain-smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and just, and just not there. understanding yeah. anything apart from booze, women, blah. An excessively yeah, posh stunner. Yeah, yeah. You know. his voice was a phenomenal. Mm. I loved his yeah, voice. I could, he could send me to sleep. He must have been a voice actor of something. He must have been. His voice was. Yeah. I couldn't find much else for yeah. him to be honest. Oh really? No. Um, 
Just I will let you know. Just... You saying about I wonder how he how um how it'd travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to just a quick shout out. I was going to do it at the end of the show, but as it's come up naturally, um, not for everyone podcast. Yay. Um, yeah. Uh, out of Austin, Texas, um, they are fantastic. They're great. They are. We kind of consider them a U.S. colonial brethren, really. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, what do you call it when you uh, like? We've got oh, Twin Towns. Twin Towns. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we are fucking Twin Towns. We are Twin Towns with them. Um, the only difference is we do it drunk and they do it hungover. But <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much do the same fucking show. Yeah. Um, so if you like this, go and listen to Not For Everyone podcast. Um, but I did mention to Bobby from Not From Everyone that we were doing this yeah. for this episode. Um, and he said he's going to go and watch it and see if he can convince Adam to watch it as well. Yeah. So Because Adam's a massive clown fan, as you're aware. Uh-huh. Um, he's in a band called Trump Card. Um, yeah. And he dresses like he, they dress like brown shirts, effectively. But he has the clown makeup and everything as well. So mm. I'd be very keen to see what he made of this because I think, I think they, uh, I'd be keen to see how it travels across. Yeah, the yeah exactly. And specifically for him because it's got that clown jester uh, yeah. tie-in. So, see, uh, the thing is as well is you've also got a lot. I mean, obviously you've got uh, Christopher Lee's character. It's called Callum Chance. So immediately it's the game. Where you get him in? Fuck, I'd like to say. Sorry. I kept. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Yeah, no, no, so yeah. I cut him off and you cut me off. So it's both. Right. In that case, I'll, Go on, Chris, I'll, you try. Oh, Chris. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did they call him at the start? The the something in a white. Question: What does the main the main guy call him? He called him Mr. Whippy. Yeah, the, Mr. you know, sorry before that. Weirdo in the white suit. Was it just weirdo? I think it's weirdo but or crazy. I wasn't expecting wasn't. to see uh, Christopher Lee, so it was quite. Yeah, no, quite. So, uh, oh, I like. I, I like to add that I liked how that fi- was filmed at the beginning because mm-hmm. everyone had a little turn to speak. Yeah, and then it was like, "What about you in the white yeah. suit?" I was expecting yeah. to see you, Lee. Where's his funeral? Where's his funeral? Where's his funeral? Where's his wedding? Sorry, <laughs> man. Sorry, Wes. Cut We've killed you off, mate. <laughs> Cut that shit out. Dean has managed to achieve what nature could not and killed Wesley. <laughs> Wes, look, man. Someone check his order. No. Yeah, I'll do it. Love you, Wes. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm not going to finish that. Someone else carry on. One of those, <laughs> one of those guys at the uh, card table, uh, the American guy in the hat, um, he's, um, oh, what's it, from uh, Whoops Apocalypse? You know the newsreader who starts every episode of Whoops Apocalypse? Uh, I, I know, I know. I need to I'm, see Whoops Apocalypse. And yes, I everyone happens. needs to see it, frankly. But what's his fucking name in it? It's... So I, I caused the little break up there, man. Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. I'm Jay Garrick, you're not. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like that. They do it really well. I mean, I think, has Christopher Lee's name already appeared at that point? Yeah, yeah. He comes up at the credits, but he's one of those, it gives everyone names, and it just says, and Christopher Lee. Yeah, no, he's the last one. I noticed that. He's the last. How they got him to be in this... I think Christopher Lee kind of... He's willing to take the role, I think because it's British, 
Like there's there's an element where it's like you're maintaining the you British film think, industry and things like that. He is one of the most recorded horror actors yeah. of all, all time. Don't say yeah, you've got in front of him. If we if, <laughs> if, gets funny about it. If we go back, I mean, if we go back to um, our episode on the Devil Rides Out, where we were talking about Christopher Lee, he's got fucking hundreds and hundreds of mm. roles. So I don't think but it's that much of a surprise that he's in this. Oh no, he did some. He did do yeah, yeah. He did he comedies. Did he did um, standard dramas. You know, he turned up for my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's just a geezer. I was once in the same room as him. No, yes, he was. Yes. Forbidden, what? Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was really? doing a signing. <gasps> You're a very funny man, Mr. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that is the line that I always remembered from the um, from the trailer, though. It's just that I've made it funnier. <laughs> it's just, I, so I wonder what... I kind of wonder what he thought he was doing, what he thought this film was going to be for him to be in it. I can't imagine him having seen this film and gone, yeah, I'm glad I did that. (laughs) Yeah, but then I don't know if he was like that with many films. I think it's that he's from that age of actors with, it's like people like Michael Caine and so, where they're just like... He's just happy to act. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> a job. My job yeah. is acting. Yeah. If someone offers me a job, I do I'll it. I'll it. do yeah. it the way I'm going to do it and that's... The, uh, like the director and writer, and Simon, writer yeah. Simon Sprackling, mm. uh, the, only other, the only other film he's done was a rugby comedy. <laughs> In 2013. I mean, that, that was not the combination I was expecting. I know. A rugby comedy. It yeah. makes a little bit of sense with some of the characters. Though. Yeah, the, Yorkshire, the, the whole du- Yorkshire. Yeah, the double denim, man. Two, <laughs> but I think also 2013 does suggest that maybe Funny Man didn't set the world on fire in 1994. Mm. Oh, um, but it's called Breakfast with Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> Uh, but he does do he's d- done some of the documentaries that have turned up on uh, horror film like extras on horror films like in Seminoid and Blood on Satan's Claw and so, oh, so yeah. like what is it Anchor Bay or Seminoid one yeah I've definitely seen that that yeah. was um, that was in the on the um, the band box set yes band yes oh, I've got the band box set yeah. Yeah. yeah it's in there but I think it's in three different parts but each film had a, uh, yeah, the Inseminoid one's really good. But he, um, what was it? Um, so he produced two, he's also acted as a producer on two horror films called The Reeds and a film called Wish Baby. Okay. And, um, but also he wrote, uh, he wrote The Reeds as well, although he didn't direct it. But he also wrote additional material for the sitcom Rona. Now, Rona is the sitcom of Rona Cameron, who was Thelma Fudd in ah, this. Okay. Thelma Fudd was... Was the Velma from Scooby-Doo character, yeah. Which she the is... worst accent... I, yeah, yeah, because... It was, it was a Scottish woman trying to do an American yeah. accent, but so badly, you'd think that she... See, I, I kind of thought all of that was a bit deliberate. Wasn't but it to make she, to add? No, no, I just genuinely I think just she think just she can't do the action. Yeah. No. I also thought that she was a bit shoved in out of all the other characters. Yeah, she, she didn't play didn't a fit. part. 
I think they because like her incidental music incidentally I really want to get the fucking soundtrack to this which is probably going to be absolutely impossible but I loved loads of bits of it but her incidental music is very Scooby Doo mm. when she's walking around it's all dun, 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 mm. yeah dun, dun, dun. yeah but even mm. her acting was yeah, played yeah. in that way. Yeah, like mm. her running and stuff. And then they very... tried to make it sexy, and it didn't really play off. Uh, but she was like, she was, a, she's a, or was, I don't know if she still is, but she was a stand-up comedian, like in okay. the in the in the nineties. Um, but she had, yeah, she had her own sitcom in two thousand, which lasted one series. It wasn't all that. I did, I, I did, I did watch it, but it wasn't all that. But it did have mm. Mel Gedroy's and Dave Lamb in it. Um, but most famously she was in the first series of like most people know because she was in the first series of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here and basically was the one who had a massive row with um, uh, Darren Day because Darren Day's a prick so that just goes to show what I'm a celebrity (laughs) exactly it was a woman who was once a stand up but didn't go very far and was once in a film that nobody has seen (laughs) in a a TV show called that's not me knocking her talent she may be fantastic but nobody knows her yeah but she's she's subsequently been a loose woman and uh, which actually may relate back to one one of the few lines I can remember from her stand up routine um and uh, the, she sometimes does question time. Um, but yeah, I, the only line I can remember from her stand-up was she was saying, oh, I come from a very small Scottish town. You know the sort of place where they're easily scandalised by things like, I don't know, two drunk lesbians fist-fucking on a beach. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, now, I remember... Yeah. Yeah, I remember That's that. a memorable line. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, but so. I think I remember it from... Uh, like uh, one uh, another one of those channels that stopped being. Yeah, it, I think that's the thing. I think it was just yeah. It was back when sort of people. It got was a of bit that more. era. I think it was yeah. um, in America. They have those channels where people can just pay to put something on. The oh yeah, and like in England we never yeah, and in England we never had those. So the the smaller. Less known subsidiary stuff never got, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's how we got Terraville, mm. yeah. Yeah, he was the other guy who used to put play um, music videos and put on an Irish accent. As for the funny man, <laughs> <laughs> he's only got four other acting credits. This is mm. why I need to hear this commentary yeah. to find out what the fuck he might be doing now. Yes. Mm. Right. He's in a short film called Men in the Street, which is written and directed by Simon Spracklin. He was in an episode of Drama Rama. He was in an episode of Chef, you know, the Lenny Henry shit. Yeah, film. yeah. Really oh. And Mike Bassett, manager. And also is a second unit director on the film that Simon Spracklin's done called The Reeds. Hmm? The Reeds? Reeds. Are in, yeah, as in bull rushes, yeah, sort of thing, yeah. So I don't know that that might be related to um, what's it called, um, the Aikman story. I can't think what it's called now, but I think that is just called the Reeds, like Robert Aikman story, or is it Elgin and Blackwood? One of them. Um, but yeah, the guy you kept saying, because pretty much everyone in this is just described in their own way. Like Pauline Black is called the psychic commando. 
<laughs> yes, I noticed that on IMDb. Yeah. But um, yeah, the hard man, as he was described. Was um, he in the bill? Yeah, he was in the bill. He was in Dempsey and Makepeace. He was in Red Riding. He Dempsey was in Agatha Christie's Warrow. The manager. Sorry. He's in Red Riding. In Red Riding. Look, he's a northerner. Of course, he's in Red Riding. They basically <laughs> pulled everyone up, who, and then I think the casting director then got the job on Game of Thrones, and it was like, I know a lot of northerners. <laughs> yeah. But, so he was actually a Geordie. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, northern. Well, he's the only he's person with his own genuine accent. No, I don't yeah, think exactly. he's, okay. he's the only one I believed. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. But he's in Our Friends in the North, One Foot in the Grave, Heartbeat, Silent Witness, Playing the Field, Midsummer Murders, Casualty, Coronation Street, The Bill, Holby, Doctors. I think you call that an unsung hero. I think you call that basically the same as Christopher Lee, but with less luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like, I will do anything. Oh, you've only offered me, like... Heartbeat. <laughs> I want to taste the blood of Dracula. But I recognised yeah. him after yeah, not seeing yeah. him for 15 years. Yeah. Mm. So I, thought definitely, he, yeah. I thought he felt familiar, but I couldn't work out from what. So that's probably why, because I've seen him in so many I different things. I shouted the things. bill straight away. You did shout the bill. You did like, shout the bill. Uh, if ever I'm worried that I recognise <laughs> an English actor and I'm not sure where from, I shout the bill or Grange Hill just for safety. <laughs> well, the, the the wife with the really convincing American accent. <laughs> um, she's uh, she she's Helen in Drop the Dead Donkey. She was like George's. Oh, fuck. do you remember like the, the, in the later series? Because yeah, there's yeah, Alex yeah, yeah, in the yeah. first three or whatever it is, and then Alex leaves, and then Helen comes in. Yeah, there. I didn't recognise her. No, no, I, I can understand that. But <laughs> I don't think she had much of a fucking role. You know, it's like. <laughs> I think this is the thing, is that this does have an element of, let's create a British Freddy Krueger. You know, it's like, we'll create a horror icon, and kills people in surreal ways, and then it was like, oh yeah, we've got to, do, we've got to have other people in this, haven't we? But I don't <laughs> think they took in the drug culture of the 90s no. with the idea of someone constantly feeling like they're leaving a room and then being in mm. it. Oh, and the um, fucking coke I've, death. The yeah, overlong, yeah. like, oh, coke yeah. death. We can't just go that around like the drug trolleys. Yeah. For ages. I loved that. Just when he was up, in, it, when he was standing up, he was, he was poking up through one of the chimneys, mm, yeah. smoking a cigar in dark glasses. No, and the coke head breath. pulled yeah, up yeah. next to him, and he just went, dark out there. <laughs> <laughs> Like the drug element of that without ever like being over the top, mm. and that was a time where, yeah, drug t- I mean, even to this day, oh. I think it can be overplayed, but I think the drug element of this film was done quite well. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read this because this is literally the only fucking thing I could find online, right? Now, Funny Man came out on the 7th, the 7th of October. 1994 at the cinema on okay. on Monday the 10th of October this appeared in the Independent and it's a thing they used to do called production notes which was just a filmmaker writes about it hmm. Simon Sprackling on what happens when your spoof horror turns into a disaster movie <laughs> right and it's like this is three days after it's fucking come out and you're, it's already like I this is fucked up so what well, summed it all up for me is when I discovered that for Barry Norman to review the film, we had to fork out 150 quid to hire a cinema for him to watch it on his own. <laughs> 150 quid to slate the ego of a man who wears pink jumpers. 
<laughs> I also worked out that we generated uh, two hundred thousand pounds of reviewing fees for journalists. Two hundred thousand, yeah. and what have we made for ourselves? We were outsiders when we began, in that we didn't go to the right film schools, and it still feels like we're outsiders. We never expected a cinema release. Funny Man was conceived as a genre horror uh, horror film on video. But even when raising the money, we found it hard to make people understand this. People who ran pension funds would tell us they'd lost money on British films. We said we weren't talking about a big feature. Have you ever been to a video shop? Uh, our distributor was very keen to go with a recognised PR agency. We said we didn't think it was the right film. We wanted to do a much more underground campaign, marketing, marketing it through fanzines and rave clubs. But it was to no avail. And because most of what's released in Britain is American product, product or big art house stuff, the publicity methods are very formulaic. If you have stars, that's fine. So everyone focused on Christopher Lee, who was never meant to be the centre of attention, and the only other way to publicise the film that was offered to us was that we were toe rags. <laughs> Come on, we were trying on the outside of. We were trying to talk about the British sense of humour, which is very vicious. That's why we chose the British icon of the jester. We wanted to talk about pop culture and we thought that the way to do it would be to try to put it in a popular format, horror. But neither our own PR people nor many of the critics wanted to listen. In fact, I think many of those who have criticised the film didn't know a great deal about the genre to start with. I don't think they understood the context. Among the people I know, there's a shared understanding of drug culture and of sudden, unexpected and unmotivated violence. <laughs> it seems critics don't share the cultural references we do. So, of course, I'm angry, but we're off to Milan this week to sell our next product, and we'll try to put the anger into that. I loved making Funny Man, and I wouldn't want to put anyone off making a film. It's just, as I see it, a question of expect no favours if you're not going to toe the party line. Mm. Nice. It, I mean, that's that's not, fantastic, Brian. Yeah, but that's Beautiful. like three days after it's come out yeah. and it's already... It's, he knows that this is fucked. Mm. Well, the rave culture and the punk culture held a similar thing. Even though rave culture was a lot more peaceful than punk, it was all about getting out an aesthetic of you and the people around you. And I think that film did. Yeah. Did. Well, you picked up did. on that. So in that article where he's saying about it comes from rave culture, it comes from the British sense of humour, this is all stuff we've talked about. It's, without it's the, without yeah. having read that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's fantastic. And it, it's funny that, yeah, they, that's the thing. Now, you can make a film, you can put it out online... And people who you can point that film at people who want to see it, who, yeah, who get the culture. But yeah. back then you couldn't. No, you no, had no. to follow the channels yeah, that were available to option. you. But yeah. I would. Fuck I'm you pretty sure my yeah. dad would have rented that. Well, I'm yeah, without not doubt. sure if he'd have enjoyed it in the it, same yeah. way yeah. as we did because that is the culture of our time. Yeah, but also I think the thing is, is that they already understood. You're horror fans, what do you do? You go down the fucking video shop. Mm. You don't go to the so cinema they, because so at the time were, there was nothing to watch. So yeah. they were already jumping that step. They were going, yeah. right, we're not going to... The obvious thing is we're going to make a film, it's going to go out to the cinema, it's going to have a big release. It's going And they'd already sidestepped that and gone, no, that's not going to work for us. Yeah. We need to hit our target audience immediately. Because straight to video, st even now, has... Uh, a negative connotation 
Mm. And it well, was like, no, not to people who've up like yeah, us. Who, yeah, so not to the right. But that's, that's what I mean. But to them, it was like, are you going to get Barry Norman to review review a film mm. that's gone straight to video? No, you wouldn't have done. Mm. And no. how do you? No. But back then, how do you how do you publicise to exactly. to us through VHS? Though VHS was a massive format. What you yeah, do? Yeah, but I watched was, this because I saw the trailer on another video. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's what you put into is money on so trailers. Instead on of other, put, spending the money on going into cinema, you spend you it on spend putting it your on trailer, trailer on cinema. Fucking Big fucking cardboard cutouts of the funny man in Blockbuster in the mm-hmm. video, in Rick scene that, or whatever. No, but do you know what I mean? But, no, but something. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a word I haven't heard in twenty five years. Yes, but that's what I mean. That's what you aim for, uh, and I think this more than anything will give you a. A little historical background, but also make you realise quite why a cinema release for Funny Man really wasn't going to fucking do it. <laughs> for any, for any of us who aren't in this room who didn't just watch that film. Right. <laughs> no, no, seriously, right? On, Two it, films were released on the same day in British cinemas as Funny Man. Oh. Forrest Gump and The Lion King. Yeah. Who was going to see fucking Funny Man mm. at that point? Other films, other films released that month, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Pulp Fiction, The Client, you know, the John Grisham thing, oh. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, oh. Airheads, you know, the fucking... Yeah, And then sort of like in the sort of surrounding area, you had Colour of Night, Clear and Present Danger, Kronos... The Kronos, oh yeah, but Dazed that would have been lost for years. Yeah. That wouldn't have reached. Dazed and confused, me. Richard Linklater. Uh, nice. Weekend yeah. at Bernie's two, Brain Scan, City Slickers two, The Legend of Curly's Gold. So you just passed over Brain Scan. I would like to <laughs> say <laughs> Sorry. that no, that is a very great film. Primus. Yes. Crazy soundtrack about a kid really? who has a computer game. That takes him fully into it. I know the cover. With, um, yeah. What's I've his name? Seen, Edward yeah. Furlong. Edward Furlong. Jesus. Yeah. Bad um, boy Bobby. Oh. Bad boy Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Cat killing. Speed. He's getting excited. See, it just came out as such a fucking critical cinema yeah. point. It's going to drown. It's um, going to drown. Nightmare Before Christmas. You um, know, all these no. fucking all these films came out at the it, within. You could pr- probably go to the same cinema that was supposedly have had Funny Man. Would have had all those. Would have had all of these, and yeah, like it that wouldn't have fucking happened. Some of those would not have been no. cinema releases either. Oh no, these were all at the cinema. They're all cinema all releases. cinema releases. Bad Boy Bubba <coughs> was yeah. a cinema release. Yeah. What is Bad Boy Bubba's? Oh, Bad, Bad Boy, Boy Bubba. Yeah, I don't know if you should watch that. Like no, that. I don't think it's basically a child is. Uh, brought up by his mother on his own, but is told the world outside is poison. She dies. He goes outside and realises it isn't, but he's like a weird idiot. But in that time, a real live cat gets strangled by a clean film. Yeah, no, I don't want to say that. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's it's horrible. It's an Australian film. Yeah, we had a top ten. Number one was Wigfield, Saturday night. Ooh. But Uh, listen, what... Number two, always Bon Jovi. And number three, Corona with the rhythm of the night. 
Number four, Cindy Lauper. Hey now, girls just want to have fun. Number five, Madonna with Secret. At number six, Pato Banton with Baby Come Back. Number seven, E17, Steam. Number eight, Lisa Loeb and the Nine Stories. Stay, I missed you. Yeah, I thought that would go. Didn't give a shit. Uh, yeah, no, it carried yeah. on for that long, so I know. Fair enough. But, yeah. It'll happen again. No, I'll admit, it's a fairly shit top ten. But, also in the top 100, were, um, you've also got, I mean, not all of this is good, but just to give you an air. Uh, the Cranberries with Zombie, Space Ooh. Cowboy, Jamiroquai, oh. My Iron Lung, Radiohead, Seven Seconds, Listen to Houston Door, Nathan Cherry, Born Dead, Body Count, Voodoo People, The Prodigy, Regulate, <laughs> Warren G and Nate Dog, Bug Powder, Dust, Bomb the Bass, Trouble by Shampoo, We Are the Pigs, Suede, Part Life by Blur, Demon Cleaner by Caius, uh, Ultra Twist by The Cramps, and Via by Deus. The wow! Still going. The cramps were in the fucking chart. They were ninety-four um, in the chart, man. Yeah, man. They carried on until uh, Lux Interior died. Is he dead? Yeah, he died in about two thousand and one. Chris, yes. Where would you put the funny man on our rating system of how many thumbs go up Whitley Streeper's backside? Oh, it's, it's gotta be. Heading towards the wait, how many thumbs? How many thumbs? You can. I've only got two thumbs. I was going to say, you it's, have it's, 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 it's one to ten. Yeah, they don't have to be just your thumbs. Oh, yeah. it's all about. I'll <laughs> use everyone's thumbs. So that's I'll eight thumbs. You, eight thumbs up with me yeah. ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm eight thumbs. Actually, that was something oh. that was very pleasing to see. It was the thumbs up from the funny man at the start, where it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you may, maybe you would include his thumbs as well. Yeah, it, if we include the th- funny That pushes it to ten. Right, I'll go for a, a pretty serious nine. Yes. Mm, that's nice. That's really solid. It's because yeah, you're not going to get the sort of mix it. that you got in this no. very easily ever again. It's, no, true. It's a mark of history. It is a very specific movie. Yeah. See, I think, weirdly, if it had been successful and they'd done loads of Funny Man mm. sequels, I don't think we'd like it. No. Because it'd just have gone boring. I don't, I don't think possible. it would have done that well out of the UK. No. Well, we'll find it, out. That, that, that time period and that... That was my teenage years, mm. 94... 93 to 96. Well, so I I will give it four thumbs up just because of the time period. Okay, so that's four out of ten. I yeah. I mean I'm going I'm going seven maybe because I fucking loved it, but I can't for the very life of me claim that it was a coherent piece of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but I that's not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> And but also, I think we've got to confront the elephant in the room. Savile. Oh, oh shit! We didn't Jesus. mention that once. They brought in Jimmy Savile right near the end. But I thought as a horror. Well, it certainly fits that. Genre. <laughs> yeah, he fit. He fit yeah. exactly. Well, they knew. Well, it's that northern <laughs> thing as well. It's like mm. the, like you saying about the n- northern sort of club. Yes, hard yeah. places. You know, sort of like. And, and it was the other, um, it was the scene where um, he was 
um, tricking him into saying this is your minute of fame, basically, mm. and it's like the power he's got over him. You know, he's yeah. represented by, by yeah. Savile. Yeah. By Jimmy mm. Savile. If anything, go. it highlights the difference between now and then. Mm. Mm. See, but I, th- I think Lee's got it because it is—it's one of those where it, it feels sort of awful at the time, and yet there's a lot of elements in it that you can think back and think, "Yeah, that was pretty good. That was quite clever." And mm. I'd like to see that bit again. And, and I know like, those like people. You, you sort of come out of the film mm. with a very. Yeah, that was weird. I, I, I don't bit, know bit how I feel about a bit it. Like... But equally, the next day, then you look back at all the funny elements yeah. of it and think, "Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely watch that film." And as I say, that's why I, I was like, I, I think I enjoyed it, mm. but I'd like to watch it again with with an audience mm. and see what they think. I think if I'd have watched it on my own, I wouldn't have thought about any views, and I'd just watched it maybe. A little bit drunk, yeah, weren't that great? But watching it with views and then talking about it afterwards, it's it's got a lot more relevance than I could have ever thought. Again, of. that's the difference as well. You go if you watch something in a cinema, you sit there in silence and watch it. Mm. Whereas if you sit at home with a rented film, you do talk, you do, yeah, you're all yeah, laughing, yeah. and you, do you know what I mean? But also, this has that you know, like you were saying about where you'd watched it right okay that's it and then the next day it was like I want to watch it again and then you wait to bring it up as a I I can see why I can see why I think I'd have done the same it's when something is that unique that you kind of I enjoyed doing that yesterday now I'll watch but it's like if you like you know I enjoyed watching Star Wars yesterday I'll watch Empire Strikes Back tonight but when you've got the funny man it's like well, what the fuck do I watch other than funny? Yeah, there's nothing. But Adam, fine. that's how crack works. Yeah, <laughs> it's ninety-four. Weird cinema is my crack. crack. <laughs> it's one of those films that you watch on your own and go, "That was weird." But and if then I you watch that with, your with your friends yeah. drunk, I think it'd be a fantastic. It's definitely a. A get your mates over, have a load of beers, and you'll enjoy it. But right, if you then. sit and watch it on your own. It might not work the same way. There's definitely a lot we've talked about it. I I would yeah. definitely give it a stately Holmes banister. <laughs> ass. Yeah, that that was an end. That's an ending. Yeah, yeah. Where they formed the the arms forming the jester's hat. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and him sitting with the entire jester in his anus. Yeah. yeah. But I get the idea if they had a bigger budget, that film would have gone bigger. There's like more of a um, sort of Beetlejuice route, just like a carnival coming out the top of his head and spinning around mm. him. Like it, it, it definitely had a Beetlejuice feel, and I didn't realise it until I said it. Beetlejuice is kind of there. the soft core to this. Yeah, this yeah, this was the violence in this. Yeah, because that's oh, what yeah, I found. Oh yeah, no, it. no, the violence yeah. and stuff, but the idea of um, the the yeah, like the reality yeah. and the. Mm. Yeah. carnivalness of it yeah. Oh, yeah, no, but it was totally more British true. because it was basically based in um, Punch and Judy yeah. sort yeah. of humour but yeah it just uh, I mean the violence that was the thing it was as you say it was <laughs> it was like a, a real comedy but the violence like the first bit when he no, kills the wife 
Oh, and he right. just puts a sheet over her head and just bashes her to death with that big club. Yeah. It's really but horrible. But then at the end as well, the last, the last proper killing where it was just like proper, just a corpse grinding blood, slowly drawing back. It was... It was a it was a grim image. I mean, well, I mean, you, you don't see, and I think that's quite quite something is that they don't do for the very little kid. They don't do anything that you see mm. brutally. No. but weirdly, it's slightly more brutal to see someone walking along just just dragging down the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, but also oh, just uh, if you're planning a big night. Always make sure you get the little ones, uh, get the little ones down first. See that? I think that's the art bit, really. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't remember any of his one-liners, but I loved every single one of them yeah. because they were out of place. Mm. Yeah. They were one liners you'd heard before in the eighties and nineties from shit comedians, but put with the wrong inflection. Well, it's it's also taking that a thing where it's like, oh, what's the matter with you, love? It's only a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. from someone who's a genuine fucking person. vicious murderer who yeah. means it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really strange. That's yeah, thank you, Ray. Yeah, I was like genuinely. Yeah, thank you. I don't think I would have so damn long. I don't thank me. Thank Kensington Gore. Thank you, Kensington. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen that video cover in our house as children. I've seen, it, I've seen it loads, and not ever seen the fit. We had the best I... video shop ever down the road from us, though. We did. They... Right. So, yeah, um, we'll call that an evening. Um, that was an evening. That was definitely <laughs> an evening. <laughs> um, so, what are we going to watch next? What were the three films that we thought of last time and didn't, and then watched Funny Man instead? Uh, Quite a Mass was one. Quite a Mass in the Pit, yeah. I don't remember any of the others. Right, okay. I'm not Chris? Remember. Chris, what would you like to watch? What do you feel is a classic horror movie that we have either discussed or not? that you know is a big, important part of the horror genre. Quite a Frankenstein. Yep. That's a good call. Now, that is going back to pre... Yeah. It's time. Let's do this. Yeah? Yeah. Are you happy to go back now, having seen a lot more... For the benefits of the tape. tape. They are fist-bumping. Dean and Chris are fist-bumping. Fist bumping. <laughs> That's it. It's oh, set. Right, right. It's set in. That is now seven times stone. Right. So next time we shall watch Bride of Frankenstein. I have the Blu-ray edition yeah. of that, um, and it looks fucking phenomenal. So we will definitely do that as our next movie. Um, yeah. Thanks ever so much for listening. Uh, really appreciate all of you. Um, give us five. Give us five star reviews on. Uh, uh, the, the things on I, uh, iTunes, iTunes and if all that. you can that yep. would be very nice of you uh, comment below uh, please come and email us at info at welcome to horror.com please go and listen to not for everyone podcast yep. yeah um, yeah that's guys right um, yeah <laughs> we shall see you again next time for Bride of Frankenstein yeah take care
Sweet dreams. Bye. Bye. Bye.